is Tuesday. That means time to check in with Chief White House Correspondent Major Garrett. And uh, unfortunately, nothing is going on. We have nothing to talk about here with Major. Can't believe we have stumbled through this, Major. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack, <laughs> and I don't think we're going to get to all of it, but we'll try. We may not. Let's start with the House Speaker vote today. I, were you surprised there were conflicting reports that Jim Jordan was starting to sway voters in his favor? That ultimately did not work out. Now we're back to square one. Any surprises to you with today's vote? I was surprised at the number of holdouts because it was larger than had publicly identified themselves. It was 20 Most people I had been talking to in GOP leadership ranks on the House side thought it would be 10 at the most, possibly lower. And with a threshold that close to the magic number of 217, they thought they could have another vote right after that and sort of engage members on the floor and uh, wear them down in order to get unity and get a speaker. So you thought you thought you're saying major when you say holdout, you're saying people people you expected them to um, not support. You expected them to support Jordan, not you personally, you. But but that was the sentiment when I I use the word. So so what GOP leaders were thinking going to the floor today was the maximum notes, the maximum number of votes for someone not named Jim Jordan would be 10 or lower. And it was 20. So that, what does that difference mean in practical terms, the difference between 10 and 20? Well, they thought, meaning GOP leaders and Jordan's uh, allies and within his office, thought if it's 10 or lower, then you have another vote right away on the House floor because you can wear them down in conversations and make them cast that vote again and again and basically force them to relent and get a speaker because they thought it was close enough within 10 votes to do that. They no longer think that. When it's 20 votes, they have a lot of work to do. And I'm not convinced, and no one I've talked to subsequent to that first vote is convinced that Jordan can do it. And here's the reason why. Those 20 not only are reflective une- reflect unease broadly among the Republican conference about Jim Jordan as being speaker, they have very particular political interests in not being associated with a Jim Jordan speakership. They doubt whether or not they could be reelected in a general election with that. And there are other Republicans similarly positioned who voted for Jordan the first time who may not be there the second time. They may say, look, Jim Jordan, I told you I'd be with you on the first ballot. It's a tough vote for me, but I'm not going back to this well a second time. And so I think everything is in a very fluid circumstance right now. I don't know if Jim Jordan, if he has another vote today, will get 200 votes, which is what he got the first time. He may get get less than that. If you get less than that, then the trajectory starts to demonstrably go against you, and you find yourself the new Steve Scalise, who just has to throw in the towel because there's no chance. Well, interestingly enough, he did receive some votes as well, but uh, Jim Jordan didn't even receive... The, more votes than anyone else. I, I didn't even know Hakeem Jeffries was in the running, but here we are. He received 212 votes. What does that say about the right. process? Well, what that says is Democrats, as every minority party is, is unified for their person because they know un, unless there's some extraordinary compromise, much talked about, but nowhere near to being put in motion, he's not going to be the speaker. So you don't vote for somebody else. You maintain party unity. That's the only way the minority has any chance of flexing any muscle, atrophied though they are when you're the minority in the House of Representatives. So 
what, what we would also suggest is we're unified. We know what we want to do. That side over there, the majority party, still doesn't know what it wants to do. And the majority party's in charge of the House. We're not functioning because the majority party doesn't know what to do or how to get there. But we're going to be unified because we know what we want to do. And if some Republicans over there want to talk to us about maybe a compromise speakership and the rules on which that would occur, we're, we're willing to talk about it. But the only way you can do that is to show your absolute unity behind one person, in this case, the uh, Democratic minority leader, Hakeem Jeffries. So we're seeing some reporting that the Senate isn't going to wait for the Republicans to elect, that they want to move forward on some of this legislation, especially for Israel. Are you hearing that? Sure. Well, yes, of course. And the Senate can. The Senate can uh, move its own legislation, which it has to, though, send over to the House. But it's not going to wait for the House. And one of the ways it can do this is there can there's pending legislation in the Senate that originated in the House. You can tack on anything you want to do for Israel, Ukraine, maybe Taiwan on that House originated bill and meet the constitutional test of a House origination. Then you send it back to the House. It still has to go back to the House for approval. But the Senate will probably go ahead on that just to try to create some sense of legislative momentum and intention to help Israel, help Ukraine, possibly also Taiwan, but certainly Israel and Ukraine. Chief White House Correspondent Major Garrett joining us on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Switching gears here, Major, President Biden will be on the ground in Israel Mm -hmm. tomorrow to meet with both Israeli and Arab leadership. What message do you expect him to send? A very consistent one, but with... um, I want to use my words carefully here because I don't want to suggest the president is going to be anything other than forthrightly behind Israel's obligation to itself and to its citizens to not only defend itself, but to carry out military action against Hamas or more than 1300 Israeli civilians slaughtered on October 7th. However, The president will also say things like following the rules of war and adhering to a generalized support to relieve, if it can be negotiated, the suffering of non-Hamas Palestinian civilians. In the Middle East, using careful language is among the very first diplomatic rules you learn. And you can be supportive of Israel and its right to carry out its military objectives and look out for the interests of Palestinian civilians. But oftentimes in that region and broadly, one audience hears one thing but not the other or the second thing but not the first. What we do know about this trip is There will be no ground invasion while the president is flying to Israel, in Israel, or having just left Israel. Because the United States government does not want to sound or look on the global stage as if it is sounding the trumpet to announce the ground invasion. And also, the president wants to meet face-to-face with Arab leaders and say, look, There is a humanitarian crisis for the non-Hamas Palestinians, and you need to help out. You can no longer say this is only an Israeli or an American problem. If you care about the future of the Palestinians and their ability to live, 
free of Hamas, you've got to help out in this circumstance. Because Israel has made it clear, Hamas will be eradicated one way or the other. And the, if the Arab nations don't step in to assist the non-Hamas Palestinians, they will suffer more than if they do. And I think that's another message the president will send. He may not say it in the words I just used. He may convey most of those things I just said privately, but that will be among the messages delivered. He is the chief Washington correspondent and the author of The Big Truth. And check out his podcast, The Tick Out Podcast and The Debrief on CBS. Major Garrett joins us every Tuesday here on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Major, thank you so much. We'll check in again next week. Thanks.